Today I had to make one of the toughest decisions of my professional career. Today I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk, for cause. This stems from a backstage incident at AEW All In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable and it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who helped put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. It came at the recommendation of a discipline committee here in AEW, as well as outside legal counsel who delivered a unanimous recommendation. And I have followed up on that recommendation. I'm sorry to any fans who are upset by this. I'm sorry to anyone who's upset by this. Despite that, we're gonna have a great show tonight on Collision, and we're gonna have a great AEW All Out pay-per-view tomorrow here in Chicago. Last weekend was the greatest weekend in AEW history. This is the greatest week in AEW history. We're gonna continue the great momentum here tonight on Collision and tomorrow night on All Out pay-per-view. Wrestling Day? Hey, it's me, the professor. Why am I asking that question? Well, you know, you already know. It's been on the minds of everybody all week. We already know it is the firing of CM Punk and the aftermath. There's really not even much I need to prep you all to get into. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, ODM! Well, you'll be happy to know that I did not get arrested while I was in Toronto. I made it back safely. No issues. Uh, was the guy on the ground okay in that picture? <laughs> I'll take you to Zanzibar. That's all I could think of when I saw it. I, it was funny because I that was uh, when you wrote, there's so much going on in this picture. It really was like one of those, it's like, there's 40 Beatles songs in this one picture. Yeah, Come out. Right. And I was looking around. I was like, holy shit. There is a lot going on in this one picture. I'm glad was, you sent that. Or that yeah. you posted. That was great. It, it was great. It was great. Uh, so, you know, uh, kayfabe, pal. I, I'll, I'll just tell you about this. You know, we got there. We parked. I'm not going to go through the whole story. We can talk about that offline sometime. But uh, a few hours before check-in, a couple hours, we park. <laughs> we're just walking around Toronto and shit. And fucking sure as shit, right there, there's a fucking dispensary. I'm like, sweet. 
All right, let me walk in. Let me check this place out real quick. Nobody else is in there, but nice. You ever know that most cannabis shops are just like pristine and really clean and nice looking and kind of weird. So I walk in there, you know, and I'm just asking them, like, listen. This I know what? because, yeah, never mind. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've had a lot more experience than I have. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, listen, I just, I'm only here for a couple of days. I want a pre-roll and a couple small edibles. So I got a one gram pre-roll, which is the fatty, right? You know what I'm talking about. And two 10 yeah. milligram edibles. 1850 Canadian. $18.50 Canadian? Yes. Here's American. Keep the change. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? That that was just obscene. I'm like, are you for real? Like, I'm like, maybe she made a mistake. I'm going to run out of here real quick. And I look at the receipt. I'm like, no, that's accurate. Holy shit. Um, quick sidestep to that. Uh Little John and myself, when we went to a, a farm, chicken farm, oh yeah, one time chicken, chicken farm, farm. <laughs> we hit the chicken man. No, but when we went to uh, one of them, a guy told a girl, "Here, they want this. They want this. Put it all in one bag." Because we were just, you know, it, she it, she heard it wrong and gave us way more. And I was like, just kind of dilly dallying. Little John's like, "We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go." We got to go. <laughs> like, so you thought maybe she fucked up. Sometimes they do. You are yeah. working with stoners. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. <clears throat> right? Um, Man, I apologize. Um, yeah, sorry for the sidetrack. Over yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, but I'm also, I apologize. I'm hacking over here. Kayfabe pal. Hey, happy Labor Day to you, ODM. Oh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, that's that, that's kind of, you know, we're recording post all out as well as... uh. Man, for me, it's nine the effing morning over here. So let's get this shit rolling. All right, man. I'm excited to talk about this week. We do have a top topic, which is so funny. Even last week, we thought it was funny. Yeah, right. That we were like, ha, Punk and Perry got in a fight. Ha, well, let's talk about the state of the perception of AEW with, you know, fans and what we see online and just what we're seeing on TV now. Even, you know, someone cutting a promo like Perry. And it just gets worse. A couple days later, you know, you're texting me. I'm on a golf course. You text me. Punk got fired. What? So it's funny that was our top topic today. So well-timed. Perfect. You would have thought that we planned this months ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we also have our bring it to the table, and we have our official first Raw from after SummerSlam. You know, last week we didn't have a Raw. But it is our Monday Night Wars 25 years later. And, man, let's just dive in. Do we have any news? Any happy news? Anything we could talk about? <laughs> we got some lighthearted stuff we can uh, tear through real quick. Something I saw the other day. This usually would be a bring it to the table. But we've already got line, something lined up for that. So I saw something online. Do you know that Dean Malenko was the referee for a Macho Man versus George Steele match in 86 on Saturday Night's No. Midnight? Yeah. Yeah, I got now I really it. need to go back. I I have that it archived. I may have to go check that out now. Yeah, pretty crazy. Just one of those random things, you know. You come across. Like I said, it would have been a bring it to the table. But uh, next on the list, I got Rhea Ripley. Uh, not to jump ahead to payback, but uh, I'm sure you saw the gear that she wore. Probably looked really mm-hmm. familiar. It does. It basically, China's gear. It was a nice little tribute. Um, so. She had two great tweets this weekend. One was her sitting in the empty arena uh, on the on the fan seats, the uh, 
souvenir seats. Uh, and it yep. was uh, Judgment Day, and Rio was front and uh, front and center. And she said, "Congratulations to all of those of you that get to sit on my face this weekend." <laughs> she's the, she's is becoming best. a national treasure. <laughs> she is a national treasure. She is the best. She should be leading the Judgment Day. But anyway, there's a tweet. And somebody, it was a side-by-side, uh, Rhea in her gear in China in the, in the same gear. And it said, you'll never be her. So Ripley responds, and me quote tweet, and me quote tweeting this will be the only time you are relevant in your life, so enjoy it. It's a tribute, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what if she'll get in trouble for saying you dumb bitch? By yeah, uh, I think she, yeah, she censored it. You know, enough that, you know, oh, okay. yeah, so yeah, you're all right. Uh, last piece of no, news. No, it's funny you're saying, does, <laughs> you know, she should be leading the judgment day. I mean, she's yeah. got one guy under her belt already. Mm-hmm. Here two are just feuding with each other. I think she kind of is the leader in this. Yeah, pretty much. That's actually a good call, yeah. They should start putting her more front and center. But uh, last thing, and I just want to call out this clown because we're going to be talking so much shit. I feel like it's a good transition. Remember John Silver? Is that it? Johnny Hungy? Yeah. Right, right, right. After uh, All Out, he went to Twitter, and he said, All Out was one of the best shows of the year after all you fucking losers hating on it. Now, this might have been been in response to somebody because somebody responded, and he said, I am not hating on it at all. I just can't afford two pay-per-views in a row. Next time, bundle it. Be on a network or choose one that's, you know, choose the one that's the best. Oh, and don't wait to fire a top star right before when he should have been fired months ago. Jonathan Silver replies with, how about you make more money, you poor ass? <laughs> Jeez. I know, hey, right? Way to go, Hungy. <clears throat> um, I apologize. The entire time while you were talking, hopefully I'll remember to censor that. My dog was just gulping down an entire fucking bowl of water. Oh, so I, I wasn't paying attention. So. Make air. Yeah. Good, good. All right. Anyway, no, I, I, good for him. And it's funny because a lot of people benefited from this whole punk Perry suspension leading into a firing because we'll talk about the all out main event. We'll also talk about, you know, who faced MJF and Adam Cole in the tag team title match. So it's it's kind of uh, some people benefited in some ways. That's probably why Mr. Hungy had the view that he had on it all. You know what I find funny? And it's like it's just there's a it's a locker room split, right? I I'm sure you read this after we got off air, it's like a day or two later, you find out that the people who are in charge of driving the talent from the airport to the hotel is actually like a young buck friend. His Twitter handle is actually something about being a young buck sucker. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I mean, you can't tell me that like your number things one... weren't happening purposely. Oh no, a hundred percent. You, your number one star of the company, your biggest draw shows up to an international airport that I don't know the last time he was there, was supposed to have a ride waiting for him. The ride wasn't there. He was given a number to call. He calls the number. It bounces back. is not valid. He has to go to the subway or the tube uh, and find his way to the stadium. Gets lost. Luckily, some fans recognize him and help him along his way. Um, yep. So, yeah, and that coupled with what you just brought up, you're telling me that that wasn't on purpose. There's also reports that the day before in Atlanta, 
Punk was supposed to have a meeting with Tony Khan and the Elite, and that that meeting yep. got canceled. Now the Bucks are saying that the me- the meeting was never scheduled. It was talked about happening. So it's a tale of you know it's both sides of the story. Who are you going to trust? Who are you going to trust? So I mean, every, a lot of that shit's just going to be hearsay, and it's hard. But I mean, again, and let's put it this way too. Oddly enough, as soon as fucking CM Punk gets fired, guess who shows up on Collision? What yeah, a and did bunch you happen of little to see before bitches, <laughs> bitches, <Yeah>. bitches. You <laughs> bitch. <laughs> what was it? Oh, Chris Rock. Um, <laughs> you I was a trying bitch. To think, like, I know you we hit on this bitch. a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because before we went on the air, I saw the being the elite, and they go. Well, there's a first time for everything. We're here Saturday night, backstage collision. I go, you fucking bitches. Like, literally, that was exactly in my head. You know, it's... My issue with... Fuck it! Go to the top topic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... This week's top topic. You know something, me, Gene. John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. The Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smell. Bitches. Bitches. bitches, bitches. Okay, look at. I thought we could hold this off till later. I knew I was gonna say, okay, Punk got fired, but it's everything all in one. Even that right there, the perception of your friends didn't go pick up Punk. You think it wouldn't get leaked out? And it's funny how people are like, well, Punk actually is the one that started it. Gee, can I take a guess who actually, you know, <laughs> said that? Right. Was Paige? Oh, let, let's not forget, he was the second match on the card. Um, and I know you have some tweets from Bully we're going to get into, but there's a lot to really unpack when you look at, due to cause, cause, CM Punk was fired from All Elite Wrestling. And then, Twat Khan goes on fucking collision and feels he needs to hit it head on. But, and, okay, fine. If you felt like you needed to, the show is going to get hijacked one way or another. If they wanted to chant his name, they were going to chant his name. Kind of disappointed in that Chicago crowd, by the way. I really wish you hijacked a, l- a little more. But when they dangle a Dan O'Brien... Or, uh, Brian Danielson in front of you, you're like, ah, yay, he's back, his arm's okay. <laughs> but the perception of all of it, but only one man gets fired from cause. Now, before going on the air, I'm seeing that Perry is still indefinitely correct suspended. Yes. And it's funny because you heard by Tony Khan after All In, he's like, I will hit, say this right up, uh, that there was an incident. And there's an investigation. And I'm going to say what Cornette said. 
what's the fucking investigation? You were, you were sitting there. <laughs> you were at the goddamn monitors when all this happened. What's to investigate right now? I'm pretty sure investigation is done. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, Cornette's takes are always great, obviously. Um, you know, the thing with him coming out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what he came out and said in Collision about firing Punk, but uh, great Brian Lance. Oh, I already played it in the beginning of our show. Don't oh, worry. Well, there you go. Along right, with him getting booed out of the fucking Perfect. arena. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking read then it. Then he felt, then this dude felt he should go out into the goddamn arena and talk to them because that's what he likes <sighs> yeah, to do before that was, each show. Yeah, that was even dumber. Worst but, uh, idea ever. But great Brian Lance had mentioned, he's like, you know, that could just be like a legal thing. Like Punk just coming out and stating that for the record, it might just be a legal thing because he's a pussy, man. You're right. He was sitting right there. And here's the thing, man. All this shit, you know, obviously we're going to side more with Punk on this. But when it comes down to it, you obviously got some attitude issues. All right. He's obviously a confrontational, confrontational guy. You know, he, you know, he's caused some waves. That shit has happened, whether it was started by somebody else, whether it's just his personality, whatever. That's that doesn't matter to me. It may have been the best thing to happen for both sides. But the fact of the matter that this fucking nobody, the son of an actor who can flip, and this is the only way he can get heat. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, he should have been, I like, he should have been fired too. Because you don't fucking need him. Not He's not man. getting over on his own. This is either the greatest work ever here, or Jackoff is just that much of a Jackoff. Let me ask you this question about him. Does he... Is he allowed to use CM Punk's name if he is fired? He could always say Phil. He doesn't even have to say the last name. All he has to say is Phil. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know because CM Punk, obviously, could you, Phil Brooks owns that. Right? Because there's no way... Why, you know what I mean? What if you... Could you... Could you imagine? He comes out after his suspension is over. He's not getting fired. He's a pillar. Right. He's not. He comes out. He comes out and goes, I'm the reason that punk got fired. Yeah. Jesus Christ, the heat on that fucking dude will be epic from but again, here on he, out. Yeah, but again, that's what it has to resort to because he's a pussy and uh, got his ass beat for running his mouth. And now he thinks he can capitalize off of that to compensate for all his other shortcomings. The, the best thing that I ever saw Jungle Boy do was he hit that Rana where he was inside the ring. He hit on Adam Cole and, and threw him to the outside. That was the Rochester show. All right. That's the best thing I've ever seen him do. Yeah. Even winning the tag team championship. I was like, uh, ah, yeah. you gave it to them? Yeah. So Jurassic Park? Yeah, he's terrible. He sucks on the mic. He, he's, he's a high spot guy. And he's obviously made it clear before he doesn't respect anybody's opinion, even those who have been in the business for a long time. This fucking place is, it, it, you know, it, we we're really concerned because it was a mark running it as just a place for his friends to play. Mm -hmm. And that really shuts out a lot of the actual talent who will either fucking say, I'm done with this place or, you know what, I'm just going to play ball because I'm getting paid and fuck it. It is what it is. Um, and Tony's and Tony really is the one who's at fault for this whole fucking thing. He, he's a bitch. And I, it goes all the way back to 2019 when you named Omega Bucks, mm -hmm. I don't know, pages, um, and Jericho. all EVPs and Jericho EVPs. Yep. It was the worst decision ever because that gives them, it's kind of like what Jeff Jarrett said in that dark side of the ring. 
should never have creative control of your own character. Yep. And these guys can plan their own shit, and it's fine. And Inmates running the asylum. I mean, Jesus Christ. Let me ask you this question. Who is the discipline committee? Not even disciplinary, but the discipline committee. Discipline committee. It, it should be Tony. That sounds like executive vice fucking presidents to me. Because right. if I mouthed off or said anything about any one of the VPs in my own company, mm-hmm. right? And I went out there and said, they're a bunch of empty-headed fucks. Right. And they couldn't manage a target. Yeah, okay. They're all going to fucking vie for me to be the fuck out of there. It's the VPs. There's not a disciplinary committee. It's the presidents that'll do it. You really think Tony's got some people on the side that are always there waiting to discipline? Because who the fuck has been disciplined? Yeah, nobody. Nobody. Nobody at all. Uh, you, you, Yeah, what did you do? You, uh, The Bucks got suspended for a couple weeks, came back, and won titles again. Exactly. They were off one month, came back at the next pay-per-view. Uh, the Bucks and Omega, all three of yeah. them were out for a month. And Punk, the only reason he... Was likely gone. Was also he had the, the injury. torn tricep uh, or quad pec. or whatever or tricep yeah, something like that. Yeah. My point is, is that your committee is the EVPs. This all there's no fucking way that at least the Bucks. I don't know about Omega personally. I don't know. I can't really see him being like get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. Maybe he does, but I can see the Bucks doing it because they're a bunch of bitches. No, a hundred percent. Mega, Mega is uh, their their HR person, um, so she probably would also be the disciplinary committee because I think she was there because the Bucks brought her along to Punk's uh, locker room for brawl out. So Mega was there for that. So she's likely involved as part of that committee. But again, it's fucking Tony's company. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he's not firing the Bucks. That's never gonna happen. He won't fire Jungle Boy because he's a suck up and he's a kiss ass. So, and he fits in with the whole, you know, bullshit that they're doing. But you knew what you were getting back in August of 2021. You knew what you were getting when you signed Punk back to wrestling. Right. You were getting an outspoken person. Let's, I mean, look at, yeah, okay. He was scripted outspoken in WWE. Right. In a place where there's no scripts, you know, he's, that really is a, you know, no Pun intended, that's a pipe bomb in his hand every time. Yeah. So, especially at the the media scrums, all that shit. So, you knew what you were getting when you signed Phil Brooks to your company. He was your top star. You cannot tell me that anybody watches AEW because they are a giant Chris Jericho fan. I don't mean that in a dick way. And you can't say, well, Sting, he was a big sign. Yeah, he was a big signing. But as far as wrestling still in a decent prime and a main event level, looking good and being a huge draw, a merchandise mover, Punk was the best thing that they ever had in that company. And he fired the wrong guy. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, (laughs) good job. Good job. ODM coming in with the uh, excellent tweet go ahead let him know yeah what you I'm, I'm gonna guess that uh it's gonna end up on the logo uh but as soon as i uh oh, yeah. you know i heard you know i responded to you and told you what was going on and uh i immediately went to twitter and i just i just tweeted at him i'm surprised I, i've been checking i haven't gotten blocked by him yet so uh, that's kind of interesting um 
yeah, so so there was that tweet. Um, another thing I love seeing on Facebook was, uh, you know, when there's like a, like a natural disaster or, or a mass shooting or something like that, people post on Facebook, marked safe from, you know, the tornado mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw one that's marked safe from feeling any further obligation to watch AEW programming. Yep. So, I second that. Yep, there's that. So I mean, Collision. Poor, poor collision. It was the only thing worth seeing recently. Yep, and even that seems like it might take a hit. We'll see how it goes without Punk. But uh, so uh, you know, uh, right? I don't know if it was before the event or after the event, but uh, Punk was at Ca- Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, he won an award. I forget the name of the award, but um, he had a part of his speech. I have part of his speech here. I don't know if you've heard okay. it. it says, no. When when people tell me that they don't like me or that the internet is mad at me. I just chuckled because Roddy Piper liked me, Dusty Rhodes liked me, and Harley Race liked me. And that means more than anything else in the world because these legends put their stamp on me before anyone else did. It gave me the confidence and it gave me the ability to succeed. Yikes. Um, thoughts? Does he go to WWE? Let me ask you that question. I mean, if he wants to, Yes. If he wants to, he'll nah, go. But Rather it can't just be all yes off him. I'm saying, like, it's got to be a mutual thing. Both oh, sides it has have to, be. to be able to. Triple H will do, is open for business, but he's got to make sure it works for him as much as it works for Punk. And that might be where the breakdown is because you know Punk is outspoken and he's not going to settle for anything less than he, what he wants. I, I'm not going to lie. I had to watch the end of Payback because I was like, okay, what, what if? if? Because, what if? Because he might still have the title. It, well, that as well as he was fired the day of this payback thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, Chicago to and Pittsburgh. it's called payback." That's yeah, and I'm oh my god, I'm like that is that is such a so been perfect. So something interesting. His last match, when he defended against Joe, you know, mm-hmm. walking to the back, he's got the strap around his shoulder with Finger the number the one in the air. You know who else does that? Roman Reigns. Oh my God, that's Roman. <laughs> now again, oh shit. He, you know, he does yeah, tributes all the right. time. But what if? Because here's another thing that's being thrown around. What if Punk attacked him? Because he knew it was his last match. What if Punk knew he's like, I'm out of here, I'm out of here, and he's like, fuck this dude, I'm just gonna fuck him up. So what if he knew and that shout out to Roman was because remember Punk was backstage and did talk with Triple H a while back. Yeah, there was that. Shit. There's no way he'd be the one to dethrone Roman, but geez. And it's funny because you and I were chatting and I was like, I just want him to show up uh, tonight at Payback. And you said, put him in a feud with Cody. And how you worded it was just, it, it was excellent. The, you left because you couldn't handle them. I was fired because they couldn't handle me. Boom. Jesus Christ. And I Boom. sent back mind blown. <laughs> um, look at, you know, it is circling back. I, I'm not trying to be cliche, but tell me when it, he was telling lies. Think about this. Go back to all the shit that he said on that Colt Cabana podcast. Staff infection. We're like, huh, let me rewind. God damn it. He had a fucking softball on his back. Why did we not notice that, right? Um, it, it, all those things, right? And a lot of things changed post him leaving. So 
was he telling lies in some of those things? You had two dickheads. Dick lickers, as I like to, as Cornette called uh, Jungle Boy, <laughs> the dick licker. But two dick lickers in Page and Jungle Boy on TV go into business for themselves. Mm-hmm. Twice. And I had to go back and listen to the media scrum one more time. It just doesn't get old, especially when shit like this keeps happening. When he looks and goes, Dave, what did I do? Not a goddamn thing. Yeah. And he didn't. You know, like, what the fuck did he deserve to, to, to do to deserve an empty-headed fuckhead like Paige to go into business for himself? Mm-hmm. So let's just say he told Jungle Boy, I don't want you to do that fucking glass spot. What did he deserve to have you go in business for yourself on TV? You mm-hmm. want to say it backstage? Do that. Yeah, again, the only way he can get over. It's the only way he can get over. Um yeah, I don't even know what the fuck I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I, I had I had a thought come across because it just uh, you know about punk and it was about the um, the media scrum. But uh, the yeah, original. Yeah, I just again empty headed. Like that's that's the I, I can't focus on it enough. That's the only way he can get over. He is worthless. He is not. He's one of the pillars. Why he shouldn't even be one of the pillars anymore. He really should be replaced oh. by Britt Baker. You know what I mean? Uh, it, There's it's, so it, yeah, it, dude, it's just AEW terrible. Isn't even it's not even what it was. Go back to 2019, okay? 2020, we were doing things off of a ranking system, and I know we've talked about this at fucking nauseum how things have changed. But you won't get repeat matches here. That's all we get. All I've seen is Blackpool Combat Club versus Best Friends in some form or fashion over the last two months. Um, it's the same shit over and over. And Collision was a fresher breath there, but now there's no way. I mean, I fast forward through it was like watching Dynamite. Swear to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's and that's what I'm really. And, and the pay per view is going to get. I can't wait to talk about All Out in a couple of minutes because even that, it's just I it, the makings of some of the things that they did. I was like, oh, my God, they're just, I, I, I wrote this down. Can it, it, it five years in 2026 that this company has been around. Do you know that we never heard this much shit from Ring of Honor or TNA? Do you know that TNA's first issue didn't come until fucking 2011 or 2012 when Jeff Hardy was drugged up and went into the ring? They had already been around for 10 full years. This is out too much. Like I said, what I said to you before, it's perception. It is what we are all seeing. If I if I go to a restaurant and I see the staff is all fucking fighting with each other, I'm like, I don't think my, my food's going to turn out that great. Do you, And I'm thinking the same exact thing when I'm watching wrestling and I'm hearing all this shit and I'm like, oh my God, this is just... You had to cut, copy, and paste all this shit together because... TK's head is so fucking far up his ass. I know we like to make the joke and put the straw down, put the straw down, but I don't think he knows what he's doing at all. No, he doesn't. And Again, he's, you do he's have just, great minds backstage. You're not utilizing. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah no, he's just a mark. Uh, he's a mark, and and again, he literally built a place where all his friends and his action figures could play, um, and anything outside of that. <laughs> it's like Tiger Queen. Yeah, it's. <laughs> 
okay, maybe with a little more uh, <laughs> credibility Money. behind it. Um, yeah, dude, there's so much. So what I was going to say was Meltzer tweeted something about, or he, I think he said it on uh, uh, the Observer News uh, podcast, basically talking about how Meltzer and Brian Alvarez were too nice to punk, or they gave him too much credit or something. It's like, wow, you really are a bitch. You really are a bitch. <laughs> Too nice. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, and it's just and it's funny now because now social media is just and, and unfortunately Meltzer is he's one of the marks. He's one of the marks now, oh, yeah. and it's just and it's all just love for the young bucks and all this. It's just hey, it's uh, ridiculous. Hey, hey, hey Meltzer, on your cheek there, you got a little bit of yeah, I know, right? Do you no wipe shit. That off? Uh, so anyway, uh, bully Ro- Bill Bully Ray had that quote. I wanted to read that real quick because I think it sums it up all perfectly for uh, Jungle Jackoff. He says, Jungle Boy is an ignorant young boy who doesn't understand this industry. He doesn't know better. He's a young, brash kid who doesn't know better, and I'm sure the dirt sheets are going to have a field day with this one. But he needs to be sat down by a veteran like Taz, like a JR, like a Billy Gunn, one of those guys, and made to understand and educate him as to why you don't say those things on a camera for a multitude of reasons. He doesn't know any better. He's flexing when he shouldn't be flexing, and he's flexing for no reason. Back in the day, mm-hmm. there was a way to handle young boys like Jack Perry. Some of those ways still apply. And I'm not talking about beating the shit out of him, but back in the day, that's what would have happened. Oh, I, when you sent that to me, I was like, I was already bringing this up. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking... Oh, uh, Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. Which, okay, so maybe that's why Punk needs to go back to WWE's because at least there's some... some structure of old school mentality yes sure. you might not be in the main event the way you want punk but you'll at least have structure and if you go back and say look at i don't want creative control but i want to be able to you know i don't want to be scripted i want you know to go back to my old 2011 2012 me you know when he was the most over fucking person in the company he doesn't have to be the champion but less you know putting him in the ring with you know morons like ryback hopefully <laughs> Yeah. Don't let him get near Ridge Holland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> um all right, so I, I got one for you, okay? What do all of the following have in common? Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, Kevin Owens, Rhea Ripley, Roman Reigns. Even Dominic Mysterio. Do you know what they all have in common? Besides the fact that they all work in WWE. Mm, no. In just one, this past year alone, their characters, their storylines, the development is huge. Oh, yeah. We ran from WWE when AEW showed up because we were like, oh, my God, finally, some something that's going to be really good to watch because this shit is just stale. And maybe WWE did step their game up. But let me tell you something. Over the last year, tell me, how much did you give a shit about AEW pay-per-views versus WWE? We were jacked up for uh, Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, and WrestleMania. Three straight months was just nonstop WWE for us, and we were excited as shit. Mm-hmm. It's still going pretty well. The Money in the Bank pay-per-view was great in Summer London. Slam they had good. the SummerSlam was great. Backlash, the one where they had in uh, Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. like the, the fans, you know, and even Payback was pretty decent, still with evolution of people. My point is, is that 
I'll wait. Go ahead. Give me one fucking character that has evolved the way that any one of these people has in AEW over the last year. One. The closest would be MJF, and it's less an evolution than it is of just, uh, you know. Branch out of his character? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Look at He is face. I'll give you it. He's a face, um, but he's still a heel. He's a heel face. I don't, I don't, I don't know face. how you want to fucking call it. <laughs> a Dick Tracy he's, villain? He's, it's like Flair. Yeah, you're you're going to be face for this couple of minutes. I still don't fucking trust you. Right. <laughs> but it was funny because it, he, at the end of the match, after they won uh, against, or we'll get into that in a minute, but at All Out, he's you could just tell the, the little things of him being a face. He was holding his neck, laying on his back. And Adam Cole was like, you okay? He goes, oh, Adam, I really fucked it up, man. Oh, it hurts. Oh, Adam. <laughs> and it was just the little things. You're right. Okay. But, okay, outside of MJF, man. Yeah. Who else? Jungle Perry, you turned him heel, didn't do anything. Luchasaurus, four times turned in the last year, nothing. Uh, you got Christian Cage on your TV. FTR has won the championships. But, I mean, like, evolution-wise, I mean, they're just putting out, they're just them. They're staying them. You right. can put them in incredible storylines. For Christ's sake, look what WWE is doing with the Usos. Have you ever seen a tag team this highlighted and in storylines ever? No. Nope. Maybe like Hogan and Savage tagging against uh, the million dollar bucks, you know, with uh, DiBiase and Giant. You know, I fine. But no, nah, man, like you don't see tag teams involved, like genuine de- tag teams go to the main event level like they're doing right here. How is Tony not looking at that and going, I need to do the same thing? And maybe he's trying with this Adam Cole MJF thing, but it's it's too comical. Yeah, and it's weird because the Bucks, I mean, I it, to me it almost feels like the Bucks, you know, decided I, I think they wanted to do a trios championship from the get go, you know, but it's almost like, well, fine. If FTR is gonna be the world champions and we'll be the trios champion. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I, well, and that already went to shit. Yeah. See what the acclaim did to the trios championships? They turned them into scissor me timbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I boo boo. Uh, what's the solution for AEW, man? Like right now, is there a solution? Is there even one <clears throat> to save things? Yes. Outside of Tony, is it what? Just remove Tony Khan from pretty much everything? or Tony Khan? No, Tony Khan owns the company. You hire a booker. You strip everybody else of their EVP status. You are contracted workers. You are not executives. You have a booking committee made up of veterans who understand the business and who will tell these guys no when they need to be told no and help them foster the few good ideas that they actually have from time to time. And Tony can still watch his toys play in the ring and everybody should be happy. I will say is except the firing promo is firing promo was definitely the calmest I've ever seen him. I don't think he did. Yeah, a, yeah. A I think they gave him. A, I, I don't think they, like, everybody. I want to tell you some great fucking news. I think they gave him a shot of today. Valium. Yeah, they gave him a shot of Valium <laughs> before that one. Um, yeah, the, the only other thing that I'm going to bring up about Punk and we can focus more on AEW as a whole is. It's it's funny because you know there's the, people are uh, response expected from Punk soon. Do you think? Like no. it's so because because there's no there's no credibility to that statement other than just making it right. But I'll tell you one thing: the two things that I'm waiting for, just for if nothing else, pure amusement. It one is the video 
of the incident. I can't wait to see that. And two is Punk's response, whether it be on WWE TV and uh, whether or whether it just be like on a podcast or an Instagram story or whatever. I hope he still has that championship with the X on it so fucking much. Put it in the fridge. I just want him to like, no, set it on fire. <laughs> like just pour a shitload of gasoline on it. You know what I mean? Like even just dump it in a fire. Yeah, one of those barrels. On yeah. yeah, just just let it go. Oh my god! I for the first time since 2019, I did not purchase All Out. The last two, you and I have rocked out together, mm-hmm. right? In yep. the, in, it was what we looked forward to. It was almost the WrestleMania of the fall, man. It was mm-hmm. exciting. Oh, yeah. 2021, I mean, obviously the Adam Cole, Danielson showing up, Ruby Soho, that entire night is the most epic pay-per-view that AEW has ever produced. It, no doubt in my mind Pretty has much. any pay-per-view been better than that. And now... You know, you're talking about the state of AEW. I couldn't give a shit about this past week. The matches, I looked at the card even before Punk got fired, when he was just suspended. What's the main event match? What are we looking at here? And if you didn't catch the pay-per-view and you didn't know, I can't wait to talk about this shit. This is fucking hysterical. Um, But yeah, dude, it's, it's not drawing me in to watch. Payback was worth watching. Pay, payback was a pretty good match, a pretty good show. Not you know, uh, SummerSlam quality, but it was pretty pretty good. Mm. And look, I, I didn't even want to fucking talk about AEW. You know, I'm done. I'm done talking about them. I'm fucking done talking about them. But let's talk about All Out and what I watched. <clears throat> so, look at I didn't watch every bit of it. I kind of scanned through because. I'm 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 doing prep for the show, you know. Something I didn't get to say when it comes to Toronto, my man, you came through. <laughs> I I see you post on Tuesday the picture of the dead guy in front of the Zanzibar pita pit, as well as all that stuff. And I go, wait, this guy's in Toronto. How the fuck is he posting the podcast tomorrow, man? And then I message you. I go, did you bring your laptop? You wrote commitment. I go, my man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. A kayfabe pal, I did bring it just in case for work, but, you know, I would have brought it for the podcast, too. This is work, believe me. (laughs) Watching any bit of AEW All Out after my top five wrestler was fired? (sighs) Yeah. Come on. And look at at, this isn't just me being a punk mark. This is what's right and what's wrong. Oh, agree. This, this to me, is just a shade around the area of the Montreal screw job. And whether that was a work or not, I don't know. But because, you know, people always say it is or isn't. But I was pissed after that pay per view. I was pissed on the golf course when you texted me to tell me that Punk was fired. And I was like, well, fuck. And I said, look, you already suspended him. What's, What's the point of watching All Out? You just took him off the show. Man, I don't give a shit. Wait, he's fired? Oh, I got to watch the show. I got to see what, how the crowd reacts. How weird is that? Um, They had to give Hangman Page something to win. So he yeah. won the over-budget charity battle royal where he gets to choose a, a charity and it's $50,000. Okay, so it's Tony's money and they're just going to pick one, but they just need a guy to be in the ring that acts like they 
pick the charity. And the charity was a Chicago school thing, which it yep. was a way to get the crowd to not hate you as much for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. They had a women's six-man or six-woman trios thing. That, eh, whatever. As well as the acclaimed and Billy Gunn defeated Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and uh, Kali Singh or Singh Kali. <laughs> we open up with... Jesus, now, I said this to you. I don't even know. Like we've been just talking about this so much for the last couple months. I either said it off air or I didn't, or I said it on air already. But <laughs> people benefited from Punk and Jungle Boy being suspended, as well as a firing, because your opening contest for the tag team championships, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor. I'm sorry, thank yeah, you, Ring of Honor, tag Ring titles. of Honor, tag team titles. Better than you, baby, against Alex Reynolds and Johnny Hungy. So now you know why that dude made a tweet. Hey, fuck all you. This is the best goddamn show it's ever been in years, man. Yeah, why? You were on a pay-per-view for yeah, right, once? Exactly. I don't even remember last time I've seen him in a pay-per-view. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> and then this gets better. Because this is an AEW pay-per-view, let's follow up with the fucking Ring of Honor TV title. (laughs) Tell me when he was telling lies. Yo, I would have punched my boss in the face, too, if I knew what was coming up in life. Kick him in his pussy. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's the the Dave Chappelle uh, stand-up. And I kicked her in the pussy. (laughs) Uh, The best part is after... Cole and MJF are leaving, and MJF is really selling his neck. On the way to uh, the back, Joe's music hits. And Nigel goes, oh, wow, I guess we're just going to get into our next match. And as he's going near, I think it was probably supposed to be a closer shoulder bump than it was, but MJF was a touch farther, so (laughs) Joe just fucking shoves him on his way to the ring. First of all, I didn't say this last week. Um... I absolutely thought Joe was fantastic in the match against Punk. Mm. His um, demeanor, getting the crowd, he was like, ole, 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 ole. And then when he did the flipping off, but then also that move where he, where Punk countered the walk away, but then he didn't counter the second walk away. Right. When Joe did the walk away in that, mm. Joe just did the jerk off motion, like boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom, like that, being like, fuck out of here. So then, why I bring that up is demeanor is just getting... I've never seen him this cocky. I've seen Joe come in as like just a fucking assassin. He comes in, wins, or loses, whatever, and he's out, right? Not much of a smiling character or whatever, like sarcastic, but that's where he's going with it, and I'm loving this right now. This is like the Brock Lesnar feud I wanted. You know what I mean? Like a badass Joe. So MJF is so mad, and Cole's like, just let it go, let it go. MJF storms to the ring and starts punching Joe. And, look, I don't know if it was a nod to the fight with Jungle Boy and Punk or not, but after MJF got a couple of punches in, Joe puts him in a chokehold. Like a guillotine chokehold. (laughs) Which I thought was kind of funny. But they separate, and as all these refs are in there and they're separated... First, Joe gets up on the top rope and just sits there and just smiling like an asshole. And he's like, come on, come on, 
Let's go. And MJF was pissed off. He's like, I'm fucking, I'm coming after you. Right here, I go, oh my God. Tony just thought of the best fucking swerve possible to make this Chicago crowd be happy. You're going to make MJF and Joe be your main event tonight. Okay. All right. All right. Call this any moment now. It didn't happen. (laughs) You put a dynamite segment in there for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't have to do that right there on the pay-per-view. Yep. No, I understand. Fine. If you want to better the feud, it was just, it didn't make sense. I thought it was going to go somewhere. But if it goes anywhere, I hope it's to Arthur Ashe. And I actually (laughs) hope Joe dethrones him at Arthur Ashe as a, well, punk, you didn't stay, but I made this guy our real champion. I, I'd be all for that. Uh, you know, Joe's fantastic. I mean, anybody I think that works with him that's worth their weight uh, will turn to gold instantly. Um, the only way they're going to not is if they suck. So, And there is a potential of that happening for uh, uh, for a lot of that roster. Um, yeah, I think this would be great. Uh, MJF did a tweet. I mean, obviously it's a callback from NXT. I think it was about seven yeah. years ago. Uh, Joe's walking down, he's the NXT champion, and he's got security around him. The guy to his right is security. It's it's a young MJF. And Joe kind of just puts his arm out and kind of just shoves him back, tells him to stay behind. So uh, MJF tweeted, I'm not the same kid I was seven years ago, motherfucker. It's on. <laughs> Great. I love it. <sighs> Fucking love it. Speaking of motherfucker, uh, I went back and scanned through all in and – after that double clothesline pin and they were going to go to overtime mm. and he goes five more minutes. Yeah. MJF goes, I'm not going to give you five minutes. He goes, we're going to go to the end because this is fucking Wembley. Yep. And when he did it, the crowd went nuts. And I was like, fuck, okay, I'm in, I'm in. Like it's, he's good, man, but he's, he he's in the wrong company. I hope now I actually hope he ends up in WWE at some point because they may fuck up MJF soon. Um, Okay, the only match that was wait announced for... Wait a minute, Whoa. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. When is the bidding war? Is it 2024? 2024. Yeah, because it rhymed. What if Punk's in WWE and MJF shows up? I don't know if he will or not. I mean, it, it Oh, no, 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 I'm saying what A if. lot of bullshit has to happen in AEW with MJF for him not to... Get, Give it time. There's no way he's not getting paid... Give it time. ...millions right now by Tony, <laughs> uh, by Tony Khan. Yeah, Tony Khan? Shaka Khan. Khan. Shaka Khan. Tony Khan. Don't add. <laughs> Sorry. One match was announced for AEW All Out for a couple of weeks. It was Luchasaurus versus Darby Allin for the TNT Championship. And we're like, okay, finally, this will be the one good moment. At least they'll give Darby the championship. Seems like that's obviously where they're going. Nope, we are continuing this Luchasaurus and Christian crap. Yep. Bro. I didn't even mean to sound like Riddle's opener there, but dear God. (laughs) Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs had a a good hoss match, which I liked. Yep, that, and the crowd just kept chanting meat. Uh, and they even the announcers kept going. They're going a lot longer than we anticipated with this one. Uh, I don't know why they had to keep bringing that part up. It wasn't like it was a fucking 40-minute clash, but mm. fine. Uh, here is again. Cheap pop for no fucking reason. 
Lana shows up. Okay. Which is C.J. Perry. C.J. Perry. Yep. She shows up because after Miro gets the win, Powerhouse is beating the living shit out of Miro. And you figure, okay, someone's going to show up here and save him. His five foot one blonde girlfriend who is 104 pounds wet is going to scare off Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. Want to say that? Gets a chair shot in. She takes her shoes. What's that? Gets, she gets a chair shot in. Oh, no. She she swung hard on that, too. And it, she actually looked good, man. She was like, come on. I was like, okay, cool. She took some time coming down to the ring, taking her shoes off. I saw that, yeah. Little Jeff Hardy-like. Um, and then Miro's like, all right, bye. Leaves her in the ring. What the fuck are you doing, Tony? Why? Why? Are you, you know what you just did? Do you know what you just did? You just continued a WWE feud. That's a WWE feud. That Yeah, she left for some big black cock. Fine. But <laughs> <laughs> you just let that happen on your TV now where he's like, no, you left me. I'm out. Yep. She might as well just went for powerhouse Hobbs. Type. Anyway. Again, wouldn't the fucking Ruby Soho get a win? Yeah. Loses the TBS championship match to Chris Statlander. No surprise. Shit, don't worry. Tony Storm turned on her. And it's so shitty that the announcers don't even know. They go, wait, I thought they're in a group together. That was a real line. Who said it? Do you remember? I don't. Man, may have been JR. I don't know if he was on their commentary. I don't know. Because... You know, they filter in and out. But one was like, I thought they were all in a group together. Yeah, that, that, yeah. So that happened. <sighs> match of the night, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say match of the night. Brian Danielson defeated Ricky Starks in the strap match. How this happened was funny because I already knew the way that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat kept saying, you want it? You want to match with the dragon? Do you guys want to see Ricky Starks versus the dragon? I'm like, you've never called yourself the dragon <laughs> as much as you are right now. It's got to be Danielson. Right. And I knew it. Yeah. Like, it, just how he did that. I Good for Danielson, man. I didn't think he was coming back anytime soon. Like, he still had his arm taped, which tells me Khan was like, ah, you're 80%? Okay, fuck it. I'll yeah. pay you. Uh, Danielson's already said in an interview that Starks carried him through most of the match. I saw and, uh, that. Yo, good for him. Way to give yeah. credit where credit can be due. I'm not saying that it was noticeable because it wasn't, but I'm saying that right. to give the credit to the young up-and-comer, it, look at, I actually felt bad for Starks because I bet you the strap match was likely going to be Punk and Starks. Mm. Oh, definitely. That's kind of what I had read. I felt bad once, you know, him, him being fired. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this poor dude. You brought in Danielson. You still gave him a good rub. He didn't need the win. He had a great match and a great showing with him. Some right. great moments, too. And Ricky the Dragon Steamboat got involved, so that was even better with uh, Big Bill. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, consisting of Claudio and Wheeler, Defeated Eddie Kingston and Katsuyori Shibata. 
Okay. Here's another thing. Okay. If you wanted to make this, excuse me, this pay-per-view really, really good, you had the right idea with Takeshka and Omega. You had the right idea with Miro and Hobbs. Why didn't you just do Claudio and Eddie Kingston? I mean, you did it in Ring of Honor, fine, but like right. the heat on that alone, we didn't need Shibata or Wheeler Yuta in this match. They could have both been off to the side as just your corner man. Sure. Yeah. Dude, don't ask me. Like uh, again, you yeah, want logic. I, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm here I, I, I'm here to help you out with logical decision making, not with uh just, you know, the mind of a uh, Adderall shit. fueled obsession with action figures. Well, Kanosuke Tateshka, Tateshka, Tateshka. defeated defeated Kenny Omega, and which is a good, good moment. I was glad for that. They had a really, really good match. I would say it was tied between him and uh, that match and the Danielson strap match as to nice. which one was the best match of the night. I happened to see uh, Nakamura tweet after the match, take. He just tweeted, take Takeshita. Like, so they call oh, oh, they call okay. Take. Take, yeah. Okay, I was like, take. I'm like, you'll you'll take it. <laughs> I'll take. I'll it. have what he's having. Um, we'll actually get into Nakamura in a minute too. <clears throat> the Bang Bang Club, which they've actually trademarked that, which I love. I don't know why I just like the name the Bang Bang <laughs> Club, but and I like that the guns are getting really uh, a good push here. The, the Gun Club, uh, Bullet Club Gold, and the Guns defeat FTR and the Young Bucks. A lot of moments with this. First, after All In, after their match, FTR go to shake the hands of the Bucks. Bucks decline. On collision, Bucks make the save. They offer some handshakes. FTR declines. So I was like, oh, okay, I see where it's going. These guys will win. And they're all going to shake hands finally. No, no. <laughs> the Bang Bang Club won. I was like, this just gets better. Okay. Two weeks in a row, Jay White and Juice Robinson have had some phenomenal matches. The whole month has been nothing but them. Think about their FTR uh, two out of three falls match. Yep. They won it all in. They won it all out. These guys are on fire. It's it, That's at least good for them. Not saying it's a progression, but it's something. And I texted you, I go, uh, like, man, I've been kind of half paying attention to the news here. I'm going to wait until it's over and watch the show tonight. But, uh, I goddamn think they're going to end with pockets. <laughs> I told you, I think I'm pretty sure I said that a couple weeks ago. Did you? Oh, I don't remember that. Well, they did. And John Moxley didn't bleed in this match. Pockets did. Orange Cassidy bled a lot. And I thought Orange was going to get the win, to be honest with you, the way they made this whole thing look. Uh, but Moxley got the win. And let I me tell you, too. In, <laughs> I will tell you, I know I, I, you did call that. Let me tell you, easily one of the sickest Death Riders I have ever seen. I thought there, that I thought Cassidy was dead. And I was like, ah, oh, he has a broken neck for sure. That was pretty fucking rough. It was, it was a hard Death Rider. But he got up and, you know, you hope as you're fast forwarding the end of the show i'm like maybe tony's like hey punk it's tony like they did last year with the voicemail for mjf i was wrong i know it's been 24 hours can you come back i was hoping you know nope we give a little ovation to cassidy and we go off the air not the best all out 
Bro, Twitter was abound with people just sucking Cassidy's dick. Oh, uh, really? it, it, it was like it was like a fucking a well fitting uh, show of respect from the crowd from the longest championship reign in AEW history. Uh, everybody's been making fun of him. Cornette says he I hope he gets paralyzed. He can't draw money. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't anticipating that one, <laughs> but it's just it's just and listen again, like what you like, right? That end of the end of the day, it's fucking wrestling. Like what you like, don't like what you don't like. That's fine. But I'm tired. Like I said, I you know I've popped a little bit for Orange back in the day, you know here and there, and every once in a while I get a little chuckle, and that's fine. But I just I don't get it. And again, it's it's the fucking owner's best friend. The best friends. You know who, it's <laughs> come yeah. on, man. You know who I used to do that same little chuckle and pop and mark for? Santino Morella. Yeah, exactly. That's what I gave it. There you go. And I put him on the same level. Nope. Did I mark out when he was the last guy against Del Rio in the forty man Royal Rumble? I was like, Oh my god, just do it. Please give this to Santino. I want to lose my shit right now. Like because it looked like it was a possibility. And then he almost won at the chamber. Like, it was two straight months where they, and I was like, see, I'm fine with that. Give me a couple of months of Cassidy looking like he's a, a credible threat to someone. Right. Half his moves are steal, stealing from Roman Reigns. He did the, not only the, the Superman punch, he did the rope to rope to rope spear on Moxley. Yep. We're going to start calling him Orange Roman. Orange Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> Orange rains. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, man. Payback may not have been the absolute best pay-per-view so far of the year. Content-wise, I thought it was pretty decent, and I thought it was actually a better show than All Out. Maybe because this one was a three-hour show and the other one was nearly four, but 47-year-old Trish Stratus just doesn't... She's a fine wine, man. This woman goes out and legit had easily the best match I've ever seen her have. Next to her match with Lita, where Lita decided to dive out and land on the front part of her neck. Um, this was so good. I did not anticipate Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus having that good a match. Did you see the fan footage from ringside? Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, that's oh, be a cougar. I love that. Good for you. Anyway. L.A. Knight defeated The Miz, and John Cena was your special guest referee, also your host for the night. Mm-hmm. Hang on. He had another role. Rey Mysterio retained against Austin Theory for the U.S. title, so hopefully we'll be getting the Escobar turn at some point, or something happening. Uh, in a Steel City street fight, because, you know, we were in Pittsburgh, which I'm sure you love, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens came out in some hockey jerseys. And they lose the tag team championship to Judgment Day. Finn Balor and Damian Priest. That group is legit dripping in gold. Mm -hmm. They and, just need the world title. Yeah, and he's got the money in the bank. Right. Even Crazy. Dirty Dom has a fucking title somewhere. Mm -hmm. Actually, the best thing is, uh, have you seen the meme? It's like, Rey Mysterio is the U.S. champion. And Dom's like, that's fine. I'm the North American champion. It's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, we get Rhea Ripley defending and retaining against 
Raquel Rodriguez, which there's no way that Raquel was going over. No. And after this, we get an interview as John Cena has now put a bow tie on his neck while still wearing a t-shirt and hat, as he does. And his jorts. And he interviews the Judgment Day. You know, the new tag team champions. Okay, let me get this straight. You had... Oh, wait, hang on. I'll get to that in one second. We also had the Grayson Waller effect, and Cody Rose was the guest. Mm-hmm. And he said, let me introduce you to the newest member of Raw. And it's main event Jimmy U- or Jay Uso. Which he has a new move or something. He was doing this thing where both of his arms were going up and down, and he was doing it like to the crowd, and the crowd was doing it with him. I was like... Okay, that's new. Haven't seen you do this before. <laughs> um, but he's on Raw now. Yep. Okay, we really are splitting up the Usos for a bit. Okay. I didn't think that was going to actually happen. So let me get this straight, though. You have Jay Uso. You have Cody Rose. You have John Cena. All these people on the show, nothing big happened. You, you didn't even set up Cody and, and Cena. Something. You know what I mean? John Cena was there for what reason is my question. That's really it. Like, I'm okay with Cody introducing Jay, but I'm like, all this shit, and why was Cena even there? I saw a report. It has to do with the writer's strike. Probably because any... Oh, because he's not TV, working right now. Yeah, he's not working right now. Well, don't come back just because you have nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Hey, Vince, I'm bored. Now, look at, was it Muda? Was that the ringside mm-hmm. for the yep. Nakamura match? Yep. Okay, look at, just everything pointing in the direction where I was like, I yeah. think they may just give this to Nakamura. It looked pretty decent. And he's doing the heel part really well. Great another meme of him whispering in Seth's ear, if CM Punk is fired, how come all of his merchandise is still <laughs> <laughs> That was a really, really good one. Uh, He comes up short in a great match. These guys put on a great, great match. I was impressed with it. Look at man. I got bored with Rollins for a while. You know what I mean? Sure. But he's a constant. He is. He doesn't have bad matches, and this was a really good one. After the show went off the air, Nakamura came back and beat the shit out of Baylor or Baylor. I'm sorry. Out of uh, Rollins. So this feud may continue. Maybe we'll get a title change. My luck is Nakamura is going to win that championship. And then priest will cash in. That's what I'm concerned <laughs> with. That's what I'm concerned Same. about is just, it's because it, I mean, here's the thing. There's the reports of, uh, you know, uh, Nakamura, you know, not Nakamura, Rollins back issues. And that was the whole thing that Nakamura whispered to him. And, how much truth is actually there and if he really is going to need to take some time off because of his back, you know? So it's really interesting, you know, because we don't really have answers on how much is real, how much it isn't and, you know, how bad the injury is. Like, does he need to take time off or not? So with the, with the money in the bank as the added layer to this, there is so much uncertainty. I mean, anything can happen at this point. So, I mean, it's intriguing, man. If Rollins did have to step away, think about this for your title picture. Baylor, Priest, and Nakamura. Yeah. The three of them, you could have intermittent changes. You know, like, let's say Priest wins it. Right. First has to go with Nakamura because he beat Nakamura. But then Baylor wants his shot. I'm saying, like, you could actually have some pretty good matches over the next 
several months if Baylor do, if uh, Rollins does have to step away. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to see. But as I'd already said to you, man, perception. Rounding out this top topic, I know we had to close it with a WWE pay per view, but it's kind of fitting to end it and look at something nice. Look at that. We're like, wow, that's that's all you had to do. You just had to keep storylines going. Nobody fought with each other backstage, or nothing leaked out that everybody was all beating the fuck out of each other or going into the business for themselves. Tell me, the last time you heard any of that shit with WWE? You don't. Yeah, we really don't. But I mean, they keep their ship in order. We'll give them that at least. They don't fuck around. Fuck around, find out. I mean, the Jungle Boy to CM Punk issue is literally the equivalence of uh, maybe Grayson Waller going into business for himself on Roman Reigns. Yeah, I think that would be a good comparison. Yeah, but the thing is, Grayson Waller is... Grayson would be sidelined. Grayson Waller is way more over than Jungle Boy is. (laughs) Yes, I know. I'm just just talking about person. It was the first name that came to my mind. I was thinking, I was like... I, I was going to say Santos, but anyway, look at it's the perception too much is being leaked out with AEW even more. So we know too much already. We know too much already. Yeah. We, we know all of your flaws and all the issues you have going on backstage. It wasn't a coincidence that Cody's like WWE is my home. <laughs> he left and was like, fuck this place. I'm going to show you guys I could do something. And he right. all of a sudden, he's like, I am home. How about we do a tribute to my daddy? It's not a coincidence that he left. It is not at all. And like all. you said, maybe it's the best for both parties. Mm-hmm. But I think it's actually going to be worse for AEW. I think you'll lose people off of this. I really, really do. Because who is your draw? Yeah. Tell me your main event it's, draw that makes you have to tune in every week. No, I mean, people are going to herald Moxley as being that, but, I mean, ultimately, it's going to be Young Buck fan. It's going to be the elite fans. It's going to be the fucking Ultra Marks. But that's, that's not it. enough to carry you It's not, but the thing is, he doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to make money. Fair. It's his I fucking guess. indie wrestling fed that has a national TV. It's the best of both worlds. You get to do all the shit that you did in Reseda, but you get to do it on TNT. Oh, yay. <laughs> and, and if you couldn't even act like WCW anymore, they brought in fucking Dennis Rodman this week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. That's it. I'm done. I'm done talking about this fucking company. Okay. Let, let's go to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh, my God! Hey, I know it's... uh. Four, five months away. Jesus Christ, it's like three months away, bro. <laughs> wow, it is. Isn't it such a mind fuck? Wow, it I still is. Have, I still have wrapping paper in my office from last year. At least I don't have to move it at this point. <laughs> That's fair. Do you know what I want for Christmas this year? If you're looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Tony Khan. The owner of AEW, right here tonight. What him brought from his happy holiday home there in Jacksonville, Florida, or if he's visiting his parents in Naples. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, 
fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spot-lip, worm-headed sack of monkey shit that he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Adderall? <laughs> top-notch. Top-notch. <sighs> I second Sorry, that I know motion. I said I was done. Oh, yeah, I know. I said I was done talking about AEW. What are you bringing to the table this week? <laughs> Hit that shit, DJ. Yo, listen, listen, yo, let me find Tony Khan scared for his life, trembling at a charge, man, that dude ain't even got a knife, paying for your friends, I guess some things don't ever change, easy with the straw, son, you acting mad to rain, jack off, son of an actor trying to run with men, you out of league, son, you looking just like Jungle Ken, only got over because your daddy died, call Bill your daddy now, tell me when I'm telling lies, cosplay, bitch ass, Cirque de Soleil, got TK2 start up promotion so your friends can play, fake ass tough guy, still got no cred though, fake tans, real Nikes, might as well be Enzo, number one draw, got fired for cause, number one booker, more like the world's with balls. Spoiled ass rich kid never learned to be a man. All that shit we talk, we going back to Vince McMahon. Oh, 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 oh my god. I wish we did this live and I could have done the O's out loud, dude. <laughs> right. <I can't. laughs> it's like no world ass. star. Oh <laughs> shit! He just said tell me when I'm telling lies! <laughs> Maybe, maybe you can go back. I'll go back and post and add some in there, <laughs> dude. This, I hope you save that uh, instrumental track because oh, yeah. I can see us using this again. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow, that was longer than any of Caster's raps that he's ever done. Yeah. Well, I had to spit sixteen. The nice thing was I got the timing a lot of content. Right. I got the timing <laughs> right because at the end it hits that break right at the end of yep. the sixteen bars. So it was like I timed it right. So I fucking did something right. Fantastic. <laughs> well, now that we got that all out of our system, might as well just fucking go to the wars. Monday Night Wars! You think that might be curry? You have eaten nothing but sardines for the past four days, and frankly, the stench on your breath is getting on my nerves because you have never even brushed your teeth. Phew, it's not good to eat that much this late at night, JR. Wait a minute. I have an idea. I will pay $500 cash to any American woman here tonight to come in the ring and, how do you peasants put it? French kiss. Baboon. Oh. He said woman, right? Baboon. Why are you thinking Pick about it? the no. American woman. Look at her. Let me tell you another thing about Tony Khan, okay? No, I'm just kidding. Hey, man, it's the Monday Night Wars. We finally are diving back 25 years, as we like to do every week. And we're in the fall. We're heading to Fall Brawl. We are going to be heading into a new pay-per-view soon for... WWF, I'm excited, so let's break it down, as they like to say in DX. Yeah, so get a couple of weird weeks here. Weeks, 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 weeks this week. Uh, this week, Raw is on a Saturday. 
know, two days before. Because of Labor Day, I would assume. Yeah, might have something to do with that. And next week we actually get another Saturday Raw and a Monday Night Raw. So, And we get to do a pay-per-view. So hooray, whoever came up with this idea. <laughs> I'm going to have to get in touch with Tony's uh, dealer. <laughs> so, <laughs> show starts uh, with Vince coming to the ring, got a big smile on his face. And he's, he goes on this promo about on September 27th, a brilliant Machiavellian master plan will come out. An emotional breakdown, and Austin will no longer be champ. Uh, you get some Austin chants, and he says, yeah, better do it while you can. Calls Taker a damn fool for sending Kane to the back during the main event of SummerSlam with Austin. Uh, and then Vince, for some reason, decides to put it out there that Austin was on Regis and Kathy Lee the day after. He calls out Taker and Kane, says they should be striking terror into everyone and dominate the WWF, and they couldn't terrorize a kindergartner. Uh, Kane and Taker come to the ring. Vince powders into the crowd, and Taker and Kane give chase. Kind of seen this movie before with Undertaker, but it is what it is. Uh, so your first it's match. It's gonna get is better this... though. I feel like this time. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you get Disciples of Apocalypse versus Blackman and Shamrock. You know, Shamrock's been snapping at Blackman. Uh, Blackman's been, you know, helping make the save for him. But, you know, Shamrock just likes to freak out. So, But naturally, the match doesn't go anywhere because Kane and Taker come out. They choke slam uh, Blackman. Taker works his knee on a leg lock. Uh, DOA just runs to the back, but Kane and Taker follow them. Uh, and then we see a shot of Val Venus in a bathroom stall with some broad. Making noises. <laughs> Doing stuff. With some broad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume. Uh, <laughs> next, you get Val Venus versus Vader. You know, they tell you, you know, women weak in legs. That's what Mick always said. So, but you know, Rocky? yeah, I know. I, oh, okay, Rocky. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> okay. M- M- Meredith Burgess. I got <laughs> it. Yeah, Meredith Burgess. Yeah. Uh, there's a sign. Get on, the- you son of a bitch. <laughs> we got a lot of show to go. <laughs> there's a sign in the crowd that says, "I stained Monica's dress." Topical. <laughs> Ooh. Did you put that in our signs? I did, yes. That's a um, good one. <laughs> uh, uh, the big Valbowski's promo is that he is like your family dog. He's loyal, he's obedient, and he comes when he's called. <laughs> oh. See, yeah, that's why the, you have to do these every week. They're just so good. <laughs> we see we get a brief glimpse of Dustin Runnels in the crowd. He's got a sign that says, he is coming back. King goes, who is he? Chair goes, who do you think it is? <laughs> Gold dust. Um, this, this <laughs> you just... know, I, I'm already missing the eat me promo, though. Yeah. Those are fucking great. <laughs> Those are great. There's a thing on kangaroos. Doesn't that sound lovely? <laughs> He's always, almost does church lady voice. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that special? Um, yeah, this was just to further the plot because in the middle of the match, Bradshaw comes to the ring. Apparently, he has beef with Vader. Then Kane and, and Taker come to the ring again, just beat the shit out of everybody. Bradshaw powders. Next, you get Rock and uh, Mark Henry versus the Outlaws for the tag titles. China runs in, attacks Henry. Uh, Outlaws retain, and it's great because now China is taunting Henry. She's licking her lips, doing the kissing motion to Henry. And it's funny because Henry's kind of like, You can't do that. That's what I do. That's my thing. <laughs> They're going to get in the Ric Flair, Jay Lethal woo-off, and it's just going to be the licking lips. Smooch off, lip smack off. (laughs) Ew. Okay. I I can see if I can get through this fucking next part. 
It is uh, what I will deem Snicker Snicker Toes Part Two. We get Tiger Ali Singh and Babu in the ring, and one of the most terrible things that I've seen. It's Babu shivering for some reason. I don't know if the arena was cold, and he's just stuffing his face with star sardines. And uh, Singh says he'll this offer This is my favorite one of them. I swear to God. I swear to God, this is my favorite fucking one. 200 bucks to any woman who will French kiss Babu, who's been eating sardines for three days straight and hasn't brushed his teeth. It's a smattering. It's a young lady. Brawless. Oh, well, and, and, I mean, a smattering to well, me sounds like yeah. there's a good amount. No. She had a couple of uh, bee stings going on up at the top. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, but was not wearing a bra. No, just wearing a, uh, like a just wife Just a beater. wife beater. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, exposed midriff. Yep. Um, pretty sure she was underage. Uh, I would say 18. All right. Well. Wait, what state were they in? Yeah. I was going to say that's a good point. <laughs> um, and it basically, I, you got you to French kiss him for five seconds. So Tiger keeps counting, but he keeps delaying. He's yelling at the crowd. I can't. I'm losing track of my count. So she was French kissing him, had her tongue in his mouth for 10 seconds. And not of any faking. Uh, he goes, and let us see the tongue. The tongue. <laughs> and she has a piercing. And it's funny because Jay, or, uh, Lawler goes, whoa, a pierced. Or, it's pierced or something like that. <laughs> and she just shoves her fucking tongue in this dude's mouth. I was like. Oh my God! It's my favorite one. I love this one. It's better than Snicker Toes. It's even better because sardine t- tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather lick Snicker Toes or a sardine tongue? No, I'll take the gun. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the gun. <laughs> the best part is Tiger at least saying, "I got a rope over here. I'm fine. I got this under control." <laughs> yeah. Sturdy beans. T- T- Tiger Ali Singh tells her, you know, you're the best looking woman so far, so I'm going to give you 600. <laughs> Which is pretty goddamn funny. And she really wasn't even that great looking. No, not really. But still. Got to pop See, out this of, is uh, when can... I asked you, I'm like, are these plants or are they not plants? And I'm looking, I'm like, I don't think that she was an up coming wrestler. I'm pretty sure that this was just a, a whore <laughs> who needed 200 bucks and got 600 instead. I don't get it. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you, to take a little side step there, the interpretive dance that he does at the end and everybody started, that's one of the best things that they've done on that show. That was amazing. And he goes, I get it, get it now. now. <laughs> His yep. head was all swollen up with blood. <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> Obviously, we're talking about Sonny, but we're talking about uh, Danny DeVito coming to terms with <laughs> someone being gay. Oh my god! Just seeing a dance. Oh, I get it now. Uh, oh, well, great. yeah this this woman got a lot of uh, money to make out with Babu Sardine Tongue. Babu's a lucky guy. I don't know. I mean, I guess the sardines would have been worth it, but ugh, ugh. no, just blech. Do you think any? Do you think any of it got caught on that? tongue ring because it was like the bolt oh probably oh yeah i hope they gave her some scope or some shit you know when she fucking oh man it probably got in the hole <laughs> <laughs> next you get southern justice versus the headbanger southern justice wins we go backstage we see kane and undertaker they're at mcmahon's office kane has a sledgehammer he breaks down the door he's not in there uh so they keep looking for him 
Next, you get D'Lo versus X-Pac for the European title. Couldn't hear the ref announce uh, where D'Lo was hailing from this week. Commentary was talking over him. Uh, it was hard to hear it, so didn't, didn't catch, catch it. it. Uh, Jeff Jarrett interferes. He attacks X-Pac. They fight off into the crowd. Taker, Taker and Kane come to the ring. They approach D'Lo. But The Rock comes out, gets in between them, starts talking trash. Uh, D'Lo powders, and Kane and Taker just beat the shit out of The Rock, so... That was kind of interesting because D-Lo's just kind of like, oh, I don't know, man, tough break. Looks like you're getting hurt in there. <laughs> Shit, that sucks. I got to go. Next, you get Mark Marrow versus Edge. Gangrel interferes, goes after Edge. They just brawl. Uh, Marrow gets attacked by Kane and Taker at the top of the ramp. And then we get an Al Snow uh, interview with ta- JR, a tape, a pre-tape one. Um, and it just starts off with JR's like, Al Snow just starts talking, and JR just interrupts and goes, Seriously, you're talking to a mannequin. <laughs> and the whole thing is Al Snow trying to I ain't got time make, for this, folks. <laughs> he's trying to make, like, serious points about his career and how far he's come, you know, his success in ECW and all that. And JR just keeps going, but, yeah, seriously, you're talking to a head of a mannequin. <laughs> like, it's basically the whole thing. <laughs> it's the best interview JR has ever done. Yeah, the next segment was quite possibly one of the biggest shit shows um, that we witnessed so far on this recap. It's the Odysseys with ICP again. Uh, they're taking on Draws and Animal, but before Draws and Animal even get to the ring, Hawks in the ring with the Oddities. He's got on his <laughs> goalie mask helmet that LOD two thousand were wearing, but he was dressed for the gym. He just had a baggy uh, tank top on and like Zubas. And he's he looked like dancing. what he was wearing in the uh, Great American Bash 85 video. <laughs> yeah, right? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But wait, this isn't even the worst. Please tell me. the. I can't wait. So he's just trying to dance with the oddities. You know, they do. They, they wave their hands side to side. So he's doing that. And, like, they're done. So they're like, get away from us, dude. <laughs> even they're like, get the fuck away from us. So the match starts. Hawk walks around the ring to where ICP is, and he's like, hey, guys, hey, guys, let's wave our hands again. And they're like, no, 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 And Hawks will fuck you then, just beats the shit out of him. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know what happened with the match, if it actually finished or what. It just, yeah. I thought, I didn't mean to laugh. I, I It was really fucking funny, though, and he just kept dancing. I was like, oh, my God. And it's like, it is like, Every fucking drunk guy, though. Nah, let's do it. Let's do that thing again. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it was. Exactly. Uh, Backstage, Kane and Taker are still on a rampage. They attack uh, a guy that's winding up some cabling. And we get, uh, we're starting to see more of Too Much. Too Much takes on Los Bariquas. I didn't even know they were still there. Uh, Too Much wins. Um, the main event was a very odd one. It was uh, Scorpio versus Jeff Jarrett. Jar- uh, Jarrett's starting to wear the Don't Piss Me Off shirt. Uh, he, yep. did, he did the promo on Scorpio uh, before the match. Naturally, you could see this one a mile away. X-Pac interferes. They fight off through the crowd again. Taker and Kane come to the ring. They attack Scorpio. Vince is at the top of the ramp just smiling. He's loving it, obviously. He did this on purpose. He got under their skin to let him fucking just destroy everybody. Um, Brothers of Destruction hit the spike. Tombstone, Taker, and Kane finally spot McMahon, and they follow him up to the ramp, and that's that. A lot of weird shit, but not a whole lot of meat and potatoes as to what, you know, is to come. But 100%. Was, I mean, between Hawk dancing with the oddities and the little whore taking the money to... Sardine tongue. tongue. Punch. 
Yeah, sardine time. <laughs> well, how'd Nitro do? Warriors <laughs> around much. can't be that bad. <laughs> Not much <laughs> better. Uh, it's the Golem Show for Fall Brawl slash War Games. Uh, we got a camera backstage, black and white, and Hogan are freaking out. Their uh, locker room was vandalized by the Warrior. You get the Warrior logo, and it's, uh, what is it? One Warrior Nation. So it says O W. One Warrior Nation. Right in the middle, right? Uh, they're looking for Dylan. Somebody got laid out, being taken away by an ambulance, but you don't hear who it is. Black and white come to the ring. They check under the ring to make sure Warrior's not there. Bischoff calls out the Warrior. Uh, Hogan mentions that Norton was in the ambulance. And Hogan just randomly says, uh, Bret Hart, you're off the team for War Games. Giants taking your place. Okay. There you go. Okay, so he'll probably be turning soon. So we get our, uh, they announce uh, that this is the anniversary of Nitro. Oh, okay. There you go. So just in case you want to know that. So it's like their birthday. So they did some some more uh, pyro pretty much at the beginning. So there you go. Uh, First match is Conan versus Bullpain. Conan wins. God damn it, you beat me to it. (laughs) And you get Mean Gene with J.J. Dillon. They're basically talking about how Hogan said he wants to replace Bret Hart, but Dillon says Hogan already signed the contract and specifically says you can't change team members. So whatever beef you got with Hart, you better work it out because you're not changing anybody. Go to break, come back. Gene's in the ring this time. Calls out DDP, asks him if he's joining the Wolf Pack. Uh, basically, DDP says, I don't like being told what to do and I won't be threatened. Uh, I don't trust you, Nash. Nash comes to the ring and he says, well, if you're not with the Wolf Pack, you're in our sights. Sting and Luger follow up. They're trying to talk some sense into DDP. Uh, they want to know before Fall Brawl. Uh, and Sting tells DDP, hey, why don't you get Piper and we can have a tag match tonight. So there you go. Go to a break again, come back, and guess what? Gene's in the ring again. That guy is goddamn in the <laughs> ring again. It's Piper this time. He's pissed off that uh, DDP just volunteered him for a match. He says he's not DDP's lap dog. And he says diamonds are for women and real men wear kilts. And then he says nobody's going to be looking for Private Ryan. What? Saving Private Ryan just coming out at the same time? I, I don't know. Made no sense. Uh, we, we get a Nitro Girls video. If you're, you know, we're so inclined to watch that. <laughs> Pretty much. Nitro titties. <laughs> Nitro titties. Too bad that can't be an episode name. I don't think that one's going to pass through. Hmm. Sardine Next tongues get- and sar- <laughs> <laughs> Nitro titties. <laughs> Wrath versus Lenny Lane. Wrath is uh, continuing his win streak with a win over the jobber. Black and White are backstage again. They go back to the locker room, and this time the Disciple's hanging from the ceiling by his feet, knocked out. Next, I have no fucking clue what this was. Bret Hart comes to the ring, no music. Kurt Hennig and Vincent and Stevie Ray show up. It sounds like it might be a match for the U.S. title because that'd be cool because they have history. Uh, But Sting runs in before the match starts. He shoves Bret with the bat. He gives Brett the bat and turns his back like he did when he first started the crow sting thing. And uh, Brett just drops the bat and sting bounces. And that's that. I don't even know what you're right. I'm like, was this a promo? Was it a match to be? Yeah. Neither. Yeah. Yeah. It was nothing. All right. Who's running this? Uh, Tony Khan? Next, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> He was ahead of his time. Rick and Scott Steiner feud package. Uh, Mostly it's an interview with Rick Steiner. Uh, Then you get Evan Courageous versus Scott Steiner. Bus on commentary. And it's a squash. 
Uh, next, you get Hector Garza versus Juventud Guerrero for the Cruiserweight title. Juve retains. Gene's back on the ramp, this time with Hennig and Rude. Hennig's going to be facing Malenko in a steel cage tonight. Uh, calls Arn Anderson a coward and says, Malenko, he's nothing more than a horse's ask Rick Rude. I thought it was kind of clever. <laughs> Next, you get the cat versus Kenny Chaos of high voltage. Cat wins, does his thing. I'm too damn good. Get somebody out here uh, who can face me. Nobody comes out. Yeah. Uh, Stevie Ray beats Chris Adams. Get another Nitro Girls video. You get Riggs versus Canyon and another meandering fucking flock match slash promo. Um, None of Raven them make l- sense. Every week it's just I, everybody's tagging with each other. I don't even know who's on whose side anymore. Yep, pretty much. Right. Uh, has Lodi tell Saturn he has to fight Riggs instead of Canyon? Come on, maggot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? He, he, well, he said maggot. I mean, he literally said yeah. maggot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturn wins. Uh, Raven tells Lodi to tell Saturn he has to break Riggs' fingers or break his honor because Saturn's been putting over. He will not break his honor. And Raven says, all right, fine. Either you break his fingers or I break yours. And Saturn says, all right, go ahead and break him. And Raven breaks a couple of his fingers. Should did it the way they do it in Casino. Which hands do you shuffle your checks? So you're right. All right. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right. Great scene. That's a good Look what I they did to my hand, man. <laughs> you can, you you can, can hammer you the, the money. money or, hammer. You can, yeah. <laughs> or you can leave. I just want to go. <laughs> I want that job. Yeah, for real, right? Uh, next, you get Jericho versus Anvil for the TV title. I saw a sign, and I did put it in the list, and uh, I put a question mark at the end of it. I think looking at it again, it was an exclamation point. The sign was, Goldberg the Jew. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't see that one. I'll be honest with you. I did not catch that one. I mean, I paused it a couple times. I'm like, does that really say that? It's, they can't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, man, nutty, nutty times. Yeah, this this match was something nutty. Uh, something went on. Uh, I tried to do a little uh, Googling to see if I could figure out what happened here, the story behind this match. Something didn't go right. Jericho got on the walls or was trying to get on the walls, got him half over. He kind of got it into him. The ref motioned for the bell. The bell never rang. Anvil almost like rolled out of it. He's laying on his back and he's talking to the ref and Jericho who just keeps trying to turn him over. The ref calls for the bell again and and Anvil looked pissed. Something went wrong here. I don't know what. Was Anvil injured? I don't think so. I mean, honestly, to me, it almost looked like he was kind of shit-faced and he just wasn't cooperating. I was like, was he hanging with Hawk before they had to I go know. do their perspective sh- or respective shows? Yeah, I have no idea. So I don't know. Anybody, uh, Buster, fact checker, figured out. Ooh, ooh, good call. Uh, let's see. Next, we get an Eddie promo on Uncle Eric. Uh, basically, I hurt my back. Doctors advise me not to wrestle till I get an MRI, and my contract says you're responsible for me when I'm in the ring. The best part is he has a shirt. It's airbrushed. It has a pencil with like the the circle with the red line through it, right? think like Ghostbusters or something like that, right? But it's a pencil. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a pencil behind his ear and he takes it out. Uh, Bischoff's promo was with a pen. 
But I mean, I guess it kind of works the same. Well, he didn't throw coffee. He didn't throw water. He threw coffee. Pretending to be coffee on himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I meant. You can shove it up your you know what. (laughs) That's Uh, all I hear. Every time he gets on the mic now and starts talking to Eric, I'm like, say the you know what again. Say it. Say it again. Say it. Next week, get Malenko versus Hennig in the cage match for some reason. Naturally, there's a ref bump because it's WCW. WCW. Uh, Cloverleaf gets locked on. Bischoff and Stevie Ray come to the ring. They have a key. They open it up. Uh, Rude actually gets in there and attacks Malenko. Ref calls for the bell. Rude runs the ref into the cage. Hennig makes the pin. Rude counts it. They set up to slam the door on Malenko's head, and here's the thing, I guess, here's like they didn't do a good job of explaining this, but the whole reference is, is that Hennig is the one that slammed Flair's head in the door. Um, Mongo gave up. He threw in the towel because yes. he was handcuffed. Yep. And he didn't want to Last see it. Hennig, Hennig did it anyway. So they're, they're calling back to that. Uh, but Arn Anderson runs in. He takes out Hennig and Ruby squares up with Stevie Ray, beats him down. Massive pop. And he's got the wife beater on. It's one of those things where, you know, it's like, fuck it. You know, he can't work anymore. But, you know, for you know, old time's sakes, we can have him run out there, throw a few punches, and call it a day. So, yeah, big pop. I uh, I still remember the raw or the Nitro that followed up after that and the – opening image was Flair's face all busted open and shit. I was like, ew, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Great opening shot. Can't wait to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a brutal one. Uh, next, uh, Goldberg defeats Scott Putzky. Uh, Heenan announces him as 141-0. and 0. I stopped counting. I don't care. No. <laughs> it's, yeah. Next, you get Luger and Sting versus Diamond Dallas Page and Roddy Piper. Nash comes to the ring and he posts Piper and he power bombs DDP. And there you go. That's a typical ending to a WCW match. But that's not the main event. The main event is Hogan and Giant coming to the ring. Hogan's got his chair. Cuts a promo on Warrior. And he says, you know, Warrior, you don't have the guts to take on the NWO one by one to prove yourself. You want a shot at me, you got to go through the big man. And we're going to use the steel cage. So the cage lowers. And naturally, as soon as it lowers, fog fills the ring. It dissipates. Warrior sitting there in a chair. The Giant's down, knocked out. Warrior gets up, folds the chair. Bischoff runs to the ring. He has the key, obviously. But Warrior goes for a chair shot. Hogan ducks, hits Warrior in the back. Warrior no-sells it. He Warriors up. Hogan escapes. Bischoff locks the cage. Smoke fills the ring again. Smoke clears. Warrior's gone. Giant's still laid out. Hogan and Bischoff freak the fuck out. We'll see you on Thunder. Still can't believe I have to rewatch Warrior again. <laughs> sucks. It's almost over. It's almost over. Uh, that's true. He doesn't last very long. He does. I don't think we're going. I don't think he makes it into '99, does he? I don't think so. I hope not. So I'll, I'll quit here right now. <laughs> Pretty easy uh, raw nitro this week. You know, nothing too huge. You know, I think it was kind of after coming off of you know you got Labor Day, all that. Well, Nitro went right on Labor Day. But WCW, so both being unopposed, good shows. But I don't know. I feel like they were phoned in. You had a lot of filler, a lot of filler. Yeah, phoned in. Yeah, except for the the sardine tongue. Sardine I mean, tongue was just between that and never mind. All right, next week we're back. Hopefully, hopefully, we can actually get to what our plan was with the movie of the week, but. I'm sure AEW is going to do something fucking wacky this week, and we're going to have to go Perception Part 2. <laughs> but, hey, 
I am the professor. I bid you a farewell. He? He's ODM. He's the doc. His words are five coming at you now after he wheezes and coughs and fucking dies. That's why you don't take a fucking vape pen hit before you fucking go to do your five words. Grow some balls, Tony Khan. Should I cut out the cough? Do you want to try Fuck, it no, again? No, leave Keep it, it there. As... Leave it. I don't give a fuck. Leave it. Fuck, fuck it. it. We're live, pal. <laughs> the Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. Good night, folks.